generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. together the count of three to one let's go for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past and like a watch in the night you carry them away like a flood they are like a sh like a sleep in the morning they are like grass which grows up in the morning it flourishes and grows up in the evening it is cut down and withers for we have been consumed by your anger and by your wrath, we are terrified. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. For all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength, they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. There's so many songs and soaps that came to my mind when I was reading those days of our lives. Anybody thought about that? And then we'll fly away. I'll fly away. And then which other one? Just different things like that. But basically, this is a, a psalm of Moses, a prayer of Moses is the one speaking now. And he's essentially talking about man's time on earth and how frail and fragile man is. So he uses a lot of word pictures, imagery. He's establishing the feeble nature of man. He is establishing the fact that no matter how great, gifted, graced you are, that you have a limited time on earth. Can you please look at your neighbor and say, you're so pretty, you're so handsome. But I have news for you. You have limited time on earth. Every man, woman, every human has limited time on earth and that's a sobering thought it is something that we must keep to heart it's something that is true because Jesus said I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day why because night cometh when rich people will be able to work what did he say wise people Strong people, handsome people, beautiful people. No man will be able to walk. Well, what he's saying to us is that everybody has an allocation of time. Every one of us. I, mean, I wish that in this world and in this earth that none of us would have to close our eyes and one day open it somewhere else with Christ in the name of Jesus. Not just somewhere else. To be present or to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But whilst we're on earth, there is limited time. 
That's why Jesus couldn't do uh, or wasn't sent to every geographical space on earth whilst he was on earth. He said, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of Israel. It's not because he had infinite power. It's because he understood that though he had infinite power, he had finite time. So you can have infinite ideas. Like what's the chap's name? Infinite ideas. Living in bondage. Yeah? <laughs> no. The inductee. Right? So you can have infinite ideas, but it does not mean you have infinite time. And can I tell you something? If you have a lot of ideas, but you're not cognizant of the fleeting nature of time, you will eventually confuse yourself into inactivity by being overwhelmed by so many ideas. If you're not aware that not every good idea deserves your attention. Not every good project deserves your commitment. Not every good work. That's why Jesus didn't say, I must work all the good works. What did he say? I must work the works of my father. In other words, there are other works that God will never involve you in. But comfortable with being excluded from things you desire but you're not called to. Be comfortable with it. But comfortable with being excluded from things that you admire, you respect, you love, but you're not called to. It's not everything that you admire that should get your attention. Not every lady you like will be your wife. <laughs> Some people are there to remind you that you still have an appreciation for fine things. Oh, come on, y'all didn't say nothing. <laughs> Jason, let it out. You see, see that. Let, let it out. You see, he said, Oh, that first one is the one that God likes. The one that is, you see what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why did God call David the man after his heart? It was open like a child. Open like a child. Some of you inside your heart, you want to laugh like that. Like, Sometimes I have no words. <laughs> so I laugh, so I laugh. <laughs> so we, we must be comfortable with that. And part of that is wisdom. Part of that is maturity. Part of that is security. The projects you want to embark on that God will say it is not for you. David understood that David wanted to build the temple of the Lord. Now, God said to David, your hands are filled with blood. Really? So it's now. So, so watch this now. It's now that you know my hands are filled with blood. I again, this now. <laughs> Why you were sending me to slay Amalekites and all? I wanted to see that now. That, yes, your hands are filled with blood, but God could have found a way around it. Oh, come on. God could have. God that permitted David to enter and eat true bread without being an ordained priest and lightning and followed him. In other words, it was not in the pre-prophetic calendar of God that David would build a fiscal building. It was going to be a part of the building the Lord's temple. Jesus would be called the son of David. 
But the physical bill, in other words, as good as the building was, God said, don't worry, you will not be involved in this. One of the major things that you must understand about productivity in 2020 is that you must be clear about what you will stop doing. Because when it comes to goal setting, strategy, planning, a lot of us are very eager to add new things to our plate. Your love is all around me. My plate is over. I'm That's what some of you do. Your plate overflowing. Right? So what will you stop doing? And look at this. What does Moses say about man? He said a day, or rather a thousand years, verse 4, for a thousand years in God's sight are like yesterday when the past and like a watch in the night. He says you carry them away like a flood. They are like a sleep in the morning. Who, who's like a sleep? As in all those things, humans. Like, mm, wake up. That's the end. What God is saying is a thousand years in his own evaluation, is like a sleep in the night. So all these aspirations and all these ambitions and all these goals and all this, let me be popular, let me be known, let me marry a billionaire, let me build a house on the moon, let me... If the pursuits of your heart are not rooted in eternity, you will be successful in vanity. Why? Because if you're, have you noticed, let, let's look at a couple of things. Most beautiful girl in the world. How long is her tenure? Yeah. What, what, what does that mean? Does it mean that new babes were born within a year? Or people's eyes became open? Tell me. Oh, come on, speak. Let me ask, who was like finest girl, award, whatever, primary one, primary two, finest girl? She was? Pardon? NYC. Come on, come on. Let's look at her. Glory. We see the glory of God. You are the finest girl. Miss NYC. Years ago. That year. <laughs> so, so there's the, that year. What's your name, ma'am? Damilola. Damola, okay. I want to say you're going to pay for the name. <laughs> so your finest, what was the appellation, the degree? Uh, sorry. <laughs> BS in beauty. What was the Miss NYC? <laughs> so yeah, Miss NYC. How many years were you Miss NYC? A couple of months. Three months before the next three weeks. So three weeks. <laughs> Somebody say time. So, we must be rooted in eternity. How many of you had fathers that were like the richest people on the streets when you were growing up? The richest. He had Mercedes-Benz 230 when everybody was hustling, driving Volvo. You know, you had like three guys. Tell me, are you from the East? Okay, right. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. But can you say your father is still the richest man? And what am I saying? Okay. What am I saying? Time. Somebody say time. time. Let me mention this. You don't have to reduce in essence for time to reduce the value of what you're doing. 
In other words, you don't have to get worse for what you are doing to become obsolete. The passage of time changes the value people attribute to different things. Now, if somebody drives a Volvo car from 1989, it's to get attention. Some people might even take pictures with it. But if they say to you, would you like, <laughs> that's vintage. <laughs> vintage is like 1925, 1930. <laughs> Classic with a K. Or Q, Q-U-E. So here's what it says. In the morning, it flourishes and grows. In the evening, it's cut down. Verse 7, for you have been consumed. We have been consumed by your anger and by your wrath. We are terrified. Let me explain this. Old Testament mind, it felt like man died because God was angry. Actually, man died or began to die. Why? Because God said, the day that you eat of the fruit, what will happen? You will die. In other words, the continuity that you're engineered and wired for. Have you noticed something that even old people don't want to die? Yeah. Why? I mean, like, you see this 98-year-old man planning for the next 20 years. Have you seen very rich, like, accomplished rich old people? Do you know they have goals for the next 20 years? Are you aware of that? There's something about the wiring of man. He was not created to die. He was not created to die. And so, that desire to still stay alive, you know, they say everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. That desire to stay alive, that passion, that drive to stay alive is still in us. But number one, we have to start from the place of eternity. And I'm going to uh, read another passage right now. Verse 9 says, for all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. Everybody sigh. I didn't say say, I said sigh. Sigh. Some people don't know what size. It says that's like 90 years just passed. All gone. But key verse, verse 12. Let's read verse 12 together. So let's read that together. So teach us to number our days that we may. What does so mean? Based on this, because of this, by reason of this, we need you to teach us how to maximize the short time we have. That's what I say. We are too old to have another wasted year. Who feels like that? You know, there's something I do, I've been doing for, I started doing subconsciously, I don't know why, but Every year, um, I already in my head think I'm a year older. As in, so in my head, I'm the age I'm going to be the next year. Who does that sometimes? Yeah. Like a very weird thing. Yeah? Do you remember when you turned 13? You could finally ride the bike outside of the house. Go down the streets and be one of the cool kids. Could play basketball in your friend. Okay, sorry, 10-10. So wait. And then you turn 15. Say, ah, I'm old. That was 10 years ago. Teach us the number of days. Ephesians chapter 4, very quickly. 
Zosh Kabatis. And now just do the questions. Uh, help me. All right. Ephesians, sorry, chapter 5. Ephesians 5 and from verse 14. Therefore he says, Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead. And Christ will give you light. He's speaking about redemption. But verse 15 now says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. So how many ways do you have to walk? You can walk as a? Everybody say it louder. You can walk as a? And you can walk as? What is the difference between somebody who walks as a fool and somebody who walks as a wise man? The way they walk. What does it mean to walk? To take steps. So the way you know how somebody is wise, whether somebody is wise or a fool, is the way they take their steps. You get in there now. It's not how many scriptures the quote. How many quotable quotes? Oh, Plato said. But what's happened on your Plato? Right? How are you taking steps? In other words, how are you ordering your life? And the reason we're going to go through those questions today is because there are so many believers. You know what many believers do? End of the year, because uh, crossover service is usually the most attended service, one of the most attended services in most churches, right? The guy who's drunk, the very 12th. Staggers into church. Amen. Amen. Yes, pastor. Amen. God bless you. God bless me. I'll see you next day. Say, this is our year. I don't want to mention anything because that might be the year. Some people have called a year this year. This is our year of yearfulness. Amen. This is our year of I better my purpose my neighbor generator. Yes. That's great. We don't despise prophesying. But if there are no steps on the earth, for the prophecies to ride on, they will be hanging prophecies. Much like the mast might be working, but if there's no airtime on your phone, you're not going to make no calls. So the mast create the signal. That's the prophecy. The prophecy is the signal from the mast, from the telecoms infrastructure. God is releasing what it wants to do. But for you to engage the prophecy, what do you have to do? Load your Talk to me, guys. Load your phone with airtime so you can engage the prophecy. You can engage the prophecy. It says, don't be like the fool. Why? Why does it say that? What should you do? It says, not as fools, but as? What should you do? What should you do? What should you do? What does it mean to redeem? To buy back. Do you know why? Because all of us have lost some time. Was he speaking to them about? He's speaking to them after he speaks about Christ giving you light. About Christ redeeming you. 
Now, but because you lost some things before Christ redeemed you, now that you have the light of Christ, he wants you to engage his light to redeem what you lost when you were smoking weed in the backside of the school, sleeping with the boy and losing your self-esteem and walking around. And God was saying, don't do that. You went to the club. You were doing back room, and as you were joy, the devil was on joy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Who's ready to redeem sometime? Oh, who is ready to redeem? Some of you know what? Some of you know what I'm talking about. If you wrote jam three times, you wrote jam so many times, the next time you are writing jam, they send the form to your house with your name printed on it. Come on, somebody. Some of you, you lost some things that money cannot buy. But do you know why the Bible does not say redeeming the things? It said redeeming the time. Do you know why? Because all the things are in time. So if you can redeem the time, you can reclaim the things. Oh, you didn't hear what I'm saying. If you lost a car, it took you time to buy the car. If you lost some results, it took you time to study for the result. You lost a part of your awareness. It took you time to gain that awareness. So he's saying, my God, the years of the locusts on the caterpillar and the palm womb have eaten. He says, I will restore the years to you. But I want you with the light of that prophecy to redeem the time. You will get your time back. You will get your time back. You will get your time back. Well, I know that you've already seen Marvel and you've seen Doctor Strange. And Doctor Strange is able to open a portal with a ring of fire. Well, you have the fire of the Holy Ghost that can open portals in time and take you into history and take you into the future and make you appear in places that you never thought you would get into. Come on, somebody. God is causing you to redeem the time you will redeem the time there is someone who is greater than dr strange is dr jesus and has given you light in 2020 you will recover from the mistakes of 2017 you recover from the mistakes of 2018 you recover from the mistakes of 2019 in 2020 it's a wiser you a better you a bigger you a stronger you a more anointed you a more disciplined you a more aligned you a more together you it's a you that does not need to be distracted a you that is focused a you that is on point on track in sync in tune a you that is aligned with the will of God somebody look for three people slap them a hot high five and tell them redeem the time some of you don't want to stand up at all please can you get up out of your seat and look for three people and tell them redeem the time You lost too many things, but you're redeeming the time. You lost the job opportunity, but you're redeeming the time. You lost the relationship, but you're redeeming the time. You lost some favor, but you're redeeming the time. You lost part of your sanity, but you're redeeming the time. You lost some self-esteem, but you're redeeming the time. You lost the promotion, but you're redeeming the time. You lost some money, but you're redeeming the time. You lost part of your convictions, but you're redeeming the time. You lost part of your mind, part of your memory but you're redeeming the time you forgot your scriptural verses but you better get ready God is fixing your mind and you are redeeming the time why does it say that it said because the days are days are evil what are evil days 
Days that can twist you out of the right track. The times your ink can get you off track. If you don't have a plan for your year, your year will have plans for you. So if you don't buy it back, it will sell you out. And it says the major thing is that you must understand. Somebody say understand. What the will of the Lord is. What is the will of the Lord? Now, do you know something about will? Will can be eternal. Will can be perpetual. But for will to be evolved or released on earth, it is revolved based on time. Isn't that so? So there was the Old Testament, the old will, the new covenant, the new will. And the word says at the fullness of time. Jesus could not have been born in the days of Moses. Because the shadows and the times were not per perfected. Come on somebody. Galatians 3 teaches us that those things were shadows and types. That the law was a schoolmaster to lead us to Christ. So will, a will requires time for its evolution or manifestation. So even when a lawyer reads the will, there are certain conditions sometimes. Yeah. When a son becomes 18 years old, when this one turns 25, when this one is getting married, do you understand that? Yeah. Similarly, the prophetic intention of God is dispensed in your life based on times. Some of those times are not chronological. Some of those times are maturation. When you mature to this level, this will happen. Are you understanding that? But some of them are chronological. That's why you have the Kairos and the Kronos. The Kronos is the root word for time as we count it. Kronos. From which you have chronological. You, you know, your, your, your wristwatch is called a chronometer. You know that? Oh, some watches. <laughs> some watches are just agu. Others are... By the way, can, can I just tell you something? Some of you don't know this. Let me just share this with you. I don't mean you're ignorant. Well, even if you are, I'm your teacher. So I'm an ignorance exterminator. Extinguisher. How many of you know that watches were from watches? Do you see that? Back then, before the invention of timepieces, people used to keep watches. So based on the movement of the sun... They divided every day into eight watches. What are watches? Why were they watches? Because they would have to mount soldiers on the fences or the towers to watch announcers, to watch where they're watching so that they would know what they should be doing. How did they know the time of the morning sacrifice? Somebody was Follow this now. Because to change, pardon? Tedious, yeah. It's true. But they needed that. How would they know the time of the evening sacrifice? Somebody was watching. How would they know when it was midday? <laughs> Somebody was watching. That means if you are not watching, you wouldn't know what time it is. If you're not watching in the spirit. That's why they're called watches. You have it? So that's why the next thing it says, and do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled. Come on, next verse now. But be filled with the, with the Spirit, speaking to in 
hymns and singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. We're going to pray in the Holy Ghost in just about two minutes for about, about two to three minutes. And then as you pray in the Holy Ghost for those who are baptized with the Holy Ghost, if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, some of you will receive the baptism as we pray. And some of you will just have strong impressions and visuals. As you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Lord will begin to reveal to you his will for 2020. It's like, ah, I still have six weeks. Now, now, if God can reveal 2020 to you in January, can he reveal it in November? So why are you waiting until January? Are we together in this? So we're going to pray in the Holy Ghost. And as you pray, it's a posture of inquisition. He'll begin to show you certain things. He'll begin to reveal certain things. He'll begin to cause certain things to bubble to the surface. Can we do that? Let's pray. And then I'll just give you some guide. Part of how to establish or recognize the will of God is praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in, in, in your unknown tongues, I should say. Because when you pray in English, you should still pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in unknown tongues. And then the will of the Father crystallizes and becomes clear. Some of you might see yourself flying. You might see yourself running. You might see yourself in a field. You might see yourself kneeling. You might see yourself in boardrooms. You might see yourself on television. You might see yourself publishing, speaking, making clothes. Pictures are part of the signals by which heaven speaks to us. Part of it. Some of you, you have an impression to read a Bible verse. Pray, Jose Gandavasuf, Bredokoli and the Bosque Matoji, Beduzas Coviza, Rebatwa Shumbrahotokos. Vedumalias upon the Palakoveza, Leituazijo Broske de Batula, De Mangazatos Perecotali Vrazobodai, Mendocalo Zombe Catovezila Bracatalia, Ubezandoboshi Bracatali Vregamandu Azile Cata, Ledovaso Macaya, Baduge Gazuje Catamaso Azizos, Vez Poro de Calwandeba, Rebotaso Mecatos Palaga, Beduveza Mando Brosus. Somebody's almost there. Yes, is speaking to you about 2020. Pray intensely. Something is bubbling to the surface. You will not be confused. He's speaking to you right now. Jos Paranda, Zombra Gadazas. For some of you, he's speaking to you in two year time spans, three year, five year time spans. Zosh Pangatazosh, Beruakatea. My days are numbered. My days are numbered. Apply my heart to wisdom.
in Jesus name we have prayed so the first thing we're gonna do you're gonna write down whatever it is that came to your mind it might not be portable it might not make sense to you but whatever you saw felt write it down take your note your digital device phones whatever it is and write down uh, whatever it is you, you saw you heard you felt write it down don't say I'll write it later do it now because you might forget these are impressions you received who wants to share one or two of things very quickly what they heard saw just shout it loud wherever you are yes ma'am gather knowledge and become a master in your field that's direction that's very that's clear royalty awesome so you have to dig it down what does that mean where i am right now how do kings rule how do they operate how do they move yes sir it's the t massive hey yeah that's msg massive spiritual growth do you have message bible <laughs> did you get that did you? msg massive what spiritual growth clear and see i love what i'm hearing do you know why this is what god is saying to you don't don't go and pressurize yourself into a prophecy god didn't give you i'm not saying god will not give prophecies i'm saying beyond prophecies whenever god gives prophecies ask the lord for instructions because the prophecy oftentimes paints the picture of the finished product but the instruction guides you through the what through the what can you be a fool and have a prophecy? Can you be a fool and have a prophecy? But can you be a fool and maximize the prophecy? No, because we know how wise and foolish you are by the steps you are taking. That's why, you know, when Paul writes to Timothy, he said, and you have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to... That means the Scriptures don't guarantee wisdom. He says they are able... If I say, each pounded yam is able to make you full. Having the pounded yam that doesn't go into the day before, you have to eat it. So in digesting and distilling prophecy, we need instructions. Claire, let me take one or two more. Anybody saw something? I want someone who saw something you didn't hear, but you saw something, Franka. Reawakening. So you saw yourself coming alive. Did you see yourself as yourself or as a bird or as a flower? You say so on a, on a bed, okay. Come on. So you're rising out of slumber and out of sleep. That means there's certain areas that have gone to sleep. or that you're, Do you know what some of those areas are? You know, she's smiling, she knows. So, you see. Any other person? Sir, your hand was up. You heard, great. Alright, so how does that apply to you? Are you, is God saying you should be marathon now or sprint? Okay, bigger than you're doing now. So do you think the Lord is speaking to you about embracing processes? Reduce your pace. Okay, beautiful. So that possibly means maybe there are certain things you're overlooking and all of that by the way who thinks that he looks a bit like cool guy where's cool guy he has gone all right (laughs) 
wife said I was going to cool off. Okay, now let, let's do this. So this is what I wanted to write down. What is the one thing or one area where you think you need to reduce activity? Write that down. So after writing what you heard and what you saw, based on what you know about yourself, you just feel like this thing, maybe I need to stop it, I need to reduce it, um, or I need to delegate it. One area. Stop it, reduce it, delegate it. One area because... Again, we don't want to keep, you know, adding stuff to our plate, adding stuff. Let me ask you a question. What makes a garden beautiful? Is it by adding to it or taking things away from it? Pardon? Taking things away. What turns a bush into a garden? Weed and taking things away, right? Are we getting this? So some of us, our lives currently look like bushes. We're productive, but we're not attractive. And our productivity in certain areas actually limiting the manifestation of our core essence because there are too many things around us. So who wants to write, because it's practical, who wants to tell me one or two things that they're going to take away from their lives? Yes. Worry. That's a good one. So how are you going to take it away? Because, you know, worry is invisible. So what's your plan? So usually, um, when I don't do something right, or if I was supposed to do something, I didn't do it. So I'm, I get worried about it, about how I should have done this. And then it takes the joy of actually doing the things I'm supposed to do now. So eventually, it now piles up. It now becomes a circle of worry. See, because... You would agree that when you carry that weight of worry, it actually reduces your productivity in the next assignment. So you now have more to worry about. So I've taught you this before, that the more you do something, the greater tendency of doing it better the next time. So the more you worry, the better you get at... Are you getting that? So one of the things I do when I make mistakes or I fall short or I you know, do say things or do things I shouldn't have done, the moment there's conviction in my heart, I release it to the Holy Spirit, I release it to God. And I just learned the lesson in my mind. I'm like, okay, so what's the lesson here? What will I do differently the next time? And after that, move on. Yeah? So don't become a tenant of your mistakes. Be the landlord of the lessons from them. Make sense? Because when you're a tenant, you'll be paying rent. Some of you have been living in your mistake house for how many years now? Come on, talk to me. Why are you all quiet? Are you guys tenants? <laughs> all right. Sir, so, see you laughing. That's great. That, I love that. Joy. Bubble, no. Nice smile. Tell me. So what are you going to reduce? Huh? I just told you. Well, it starts personally before we go into accountability. And the reduction doesn't have to be a bad thing, I tell you. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a good thing, but that is not being as effective or as productive. So, for example, let me give an example of an area I'm going to rework for next year. So, I used to use Mixla for a lot of my coaching programs. Um, a lot, yeah. And for some of the, some reason, when I started noon prayers, they're doing it on Facebook. Facebook became very annoying because to keep, uh, what's the word, timing out. So I went to 
Instagram, which is not very, not as productive as I like it to be. Let me tell you why. Because if you do it on Facebook, you save the material that people can go back there. You go on Instagram, the data is being consumed, and then you can't save for longer than an hour. If you try to download to your phone, it gets full so quickly. So in my head, I'm like, oh, we it, it did 10-day fast on Mixler. Engagement was great. Data consumption is less. So if I'm going to do noon prayers next year, notice my chest of words, if I'm going to do it, I've been doing it for three years. I'm thinking of changing it now from noon prayers to podcasts that is pre-recorded and released and people can, it can spread faster. It's just the car, the problem. So I'm talking about things like that. So I don't have to be physically on a phone. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it doesn't have to be something bad. It's like something you're already doing that you can get so much more from because there's some of those new prayers are so powerful but people want to listen it's all gone or like the other day um, it doesn't even save so we're looking at how can we deliver more fruit with what we're doing yes sir tell me sir side involvement with what, what kind of stuff at work but you're not doing drugs or anything sure <laughs> I'm, I'm joking because the way you're saying that sight is it sight or side side hustle side hustle okay personal hustle now your work are you the owner of the business so you're employed in the business so you think your side hustle is affecting your productivity okay so that's so honest so you want to stay in the in the company or in that career that field great beautiful that's can we celebrate that you have to be honest with yourself um, some of you you know you're gonna leave where you're working and all but whilst you're there be a hot guy see there's no place I've worked in that I've left, they'll be like, ah, this guy didn't really, it was just wishy-washy. If I'm there, I'm there. Put your heart. Let them, let, let them accuse you and say, ah, this one, you're proud, you're ambitious, you want to go and do your own. Yeah. But let them never be able to say you were lazy or you stole or you... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I really admire that. I love that. Um, but prayerfully, just trust the Lord to, to instruct you because that means part of your income will take a hit part of it maybe yeah it doesn't matter but do you know that the Lord can multiply it when the word says whatever you do do with all your heart as unto the Lord not unto men yes Dems sorry what's your name sir your name Tunji I want to reduce lack of confidence I believe um, I'm this kind of person that a lot of ideas that I have and sometimes when I share with my inner people they're like man this thing but the confidence to just execute it to bring them you know um, and uh, also I think uh, I need to totally cut off um, giving giving without thinking about it first and I you know Spontaneous giving. So after 18 hours, gonna be like, ah, God. <laughs> okay, that's that's really good. Um, that's that's honest as well. 
I've been thinking about doing a, a course on confidence as in creating a course on confidence for so many years. I think I might do that in 2020. So you might want to look out for that. But one of the major things about confidence is that a lot of it is an inner game thing. A lot of it is inner game. When I say inner game, it's really how you see. Have you seen like some ladies who are really gorgeous, as in like super beautiful, right? Like my wife. I'm not talking about this other part too. I'm saying this first part of beauty, like her. But you tell them, oh, you look so gorgeous. Me, ugly girl like me. And, and they mean it. This is not like them blushing. This is like the, the thing they're ugly. Ever met anybody like that? Yeah. I mean, because something happened to them or they fell into certain circumstances or scenarios and then affected. So it's an inner thing. But a couple of things that change that. Seeing yourself in the word. The word performs surgery on, on our hearts. It clears out the cataracts in our inner eyes and allows us to see ourselves the way God sees us. Once you have that image, anywhere you go, you're cool like that. Now, the giving thing, let me tell you one very easy thing to help with budget. Budget. That's one very thing. It's tough to budget. It's tough to budget, but I'll tell you what, it's tougher not to have one. You will suffer yeah. <laughs> without a but you will suffer. That suffering doesn't mean you beg for food. It just means you'll be in pain. <laughs> Where did all the money go? And it's not a, an amount of money you have. If you don't have a budget, as you earn more money, you will do more spontaneous giving. <laughs> so you need a budget everybody you must have a budget I'll talk about uh, my book later but you need to get it it's going to help you okay because of time I need to move number three assignment so number one what you saw right number two what you reduced number three is this now where's my uh... this one we can't spend a lot of time there because if we get into that time <laughs> Um, we will not leave. Yeah. So, um, just write this down and then you do the rest at home. N number three is what do you consider your biggest need right now? It could be material, it could be um, spiritual. Your biggest need right now. Biggest need. So, let me give you an example of what some of my biggest needs are. I'm not saying it's my biggest needs, but some of my biggest needs personally. I need a full fully committed, fully dedicated, genius, multimedia person. It's one of my biggest needs. When I say multimedia, a person can do graphics, person can do videos, person can do um, audio edits, the person can do... It's a need for me. Because I'm, I'm, I have content that needs to fly. Yeah. And I do all the editing and stuff myself for now. I don't want to do that. That's one of the things I want to stop doing. What is greatly reduced in 2020. So it might be things like that. That's a need in my life. And number two, I need a marketer. Full-fledged marketer. Number three, what's the biggest question? Sorry, number four. What's the biggest question you wish you could get answers to now? It could be something like, why did my best friend die after serving God? You know, or why 
was I evicted? Why do I never have enough money? Yeah. Number five. What's the biggest attitudinal change I need to make? What's an attitude? It could be defensiveness. It could be talkativeness. It could be presumption. It could be, um, <laughs> you know, in your mind, you've already formed the list of people that you know hate you, even though you've never spoken to them. Just being presumptuous. Yeah. Number six. Is that number six I gave you? Okay, so number six. What's the biggest behavioral change? So this is not attitudinal now. This behavior. So attitude is mental disposition. Behavior is outward action. Something you actually do. Maybe sleeping too much. Maybe rudeness. Maybe being distracted. Maybe being distracted. Number seven. What relationships do you need in your life right now? Someone said, man. I love your honesty. At least a woman said, man. You see, that's, that's encouraging. <laughs> no one was there. Number eight. What's the biggest alteration I need in my routine? So for some of you, you're used to walking through the night, but now you've gotten a job. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> now you've gotten a job that allowed that you must wake up. You know somebody. Routine. Tell me. I overwork myself and I struggle with delegation. an idea of what you need. So overworking yourself, definitely not healthy. You need to get the message from first service. And then um, delegation. Number eight. What routine? Is that routines? For num alteration. That's number what? Eight. Okay. Number nine. What are the energy sources I need to plug into? Energy sources. What gives me energy? Some of you get your energy by watching movies. Got energy by... So these are emotional energy sources. Do you understand? So what energy sources have you been overlooking? Bonding with friends. So for example, I have a couple of friends. We don't talk often. Maybe we'll talk once in three weeks about but it's never less than an hour sometimes one and a half hours sometimes two hours it gives me life like I don't have life without that I have life without it but life abundantly so it gives me life right so you need them what energy sources do you need to plug into and number 10 if you could advise yourself what will you tell yourself now Okay, so just answer those questions. We can't do that now because of time. But keep all of that in mind. Let me run through it. What's number one? What do you see? You know, as we pray. Number two is what? What will you stop? 
Number three. Number four. Number five. Number six. Number seven. Number eight. Number nine. Number ten. All right, great. So do this. It will be a great start. We're going to pray shortly. Um, can I have a copy of Good to Go and all of that? I have a book that will really help, help you. Um, so I didn't plan to write the book. But in 2014, the end of 2014, I was planning for 2015. And so I wrote a couple of questions. They are different questions from this ones I've given you. But they include these questions in some way, some of them. But this is more thorough, it's more detailed, it's more organized, structured, full, effective, whatever else it is. Yeah, um, it, it contains so many things. Um, like, what top three things do I wish I had done differently in the past year? It gives you a guide. It talks about the power of questions and how to introspect. How do I plan to grow? It gives you opportunities to plan the different, the seven core areas of your, your life. Spiritual, mental, emotional, financial, academic, professional, and all of that. Goal setting, planning, and all. It just has a lot of questions and stuff that you can follow through. But beyond the questions, it has some teachings about questions and about being smart and all of that. So they are available today with my other books the reason one major reason I'm announcing is that some people don't know I actually have books they just think you know I will advise you please get them get your copy you can do a transfer those that do not have it all of the thank you so much <laughs> it's okay thank you <laughs> thank you very much so before it looks like a boss bye you're at person here yeah yeah, but Paul said, I, I've not withheld anything, withheld anything that I believe would be of value to you. He says, I've not withheld anything that I knew would be of, of value to you. So I don't want to withhold it. So you can get that after you're done. Glory to God. Now I might have a few minutes to sign one or two copies before I run off. I'm going to minister somewhere when I leave. So anybody got something today? Anybody got something today? So this is your homework and your assignment. You need to go through those things and write. Hallelujah. Let's glorify God. Mando Sakosha. Thank Him. 2020 is already blessed. It's already blessed. Can you take advantage of the next two minutes? You can sing in the Spirit. You can pray in the Holy Ghost. Shaspakatas. Dugazos. Paratas. Shandavosa. Brigadolia, Subrahatish, Belemanga, Zonda Brigadolia, Pato Zimacatus, Vesus Pradacatalia. He says, Teach us to number. When you really get granular in this, you will know what January is about. You will know what February is about. You will know what March is about. Of course, there might be there will be some surprises. But see those surprises as, as faith deployment opportunities. So there will be certain things that God won't tell you because 
they are faith deployment opportunities they are faith engagement opportunities thank you father Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. We walk into 2020 ready, loaded, equipped, reinforced, strengthened. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Somebody say louder, amen. Start writing, do a lot of writing in this season. God is speaking. God is speaking. And once you, you write those things, like I said, there might be surprises in the new year, but your faith is already built to handle those surprises. Glory to God. A generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.